everybody. Welcome back to the Grand Prix Girls podcast. We have a great fifth episode for you today where we will be talking about the current affairs that have occurred this January 2024. There's been a few contract extensions. Yeah. There have been. There have been some questionable names. <laughs> for those that can't see, we have lovingly in about a minute created our own stake team f1 kick sauber whatever and v carb v card visa cash app red bull i don't know merch using post-its yeah yeah using post-its it's dodgy at best it's not dodgy (laughs) how dare you it's beautiful with my electrical tape holding this to the cap (laughs) the first contract extension we'll be chatting about is charles leclerc Yes, several seasons. Yes, interesting. Whatever several seasons means. Tales. Yeah, and that's several. More than two, but not many. And I can't stop thinking about that. So is it three? (laughs) (laughs) At what point do we class many? Never know. Yeah. Now we have something else to compare it to because apparently we're just not telling people contract lengths anymore. Well, you can't when you've not signed the other guy's contract because you don't want to give him a negotiating position. So were we surprised that his extension came? No. No. Like, it was expected. I think, I do believe Ferrari would have been out of their minds to not extend the contract and basically give him whatever he wants. He does a good job. Yeah, he messes up sometimes, like, pushing the car too hard. But if that's the biggest fault he has as a driver, yeah, team-wise, you're like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take you pushing it too hard in free practice and qualifying. That's fine. And I do, I do honestly believe he is the best hope they have at winning a championship. And it's not a surprise that Sebastian Vettel said he's the best racer he's seen in years. I'm like, that's Seb. So I, yeah. I put a lot of credence in what Seb has to say. Um, and if you give him a winning car, like should. they did at the start of 2022... You see what he can do with it. So let's hope. Wasn't yeah. a surprise for me. No surprise for me either. If they hadn't extended it, I would probably have just passed away immediately. <laughs> I would have been like just pure shock. Like it's crazy. Never ran through my mind once. It was just kind of like, oh, when's the announcement going to come out that he has gotten yeah. it? Because he's yep. very instinct. Inst- oh my God, I can't talk. <laughs> he's a very instinctual driver who can perform when he needs to. Yeah. Yes. Which... Well, he just perform- performs always, so unless there's little little snafus here and there. She's at one no. certain corner that he's hit a couple times. Oh, the, the Leclerc off-road at Zandvoort. Yeah. As it should be known. It's like he was having a love affair with that thing. <laughs> like he took to it every time. He's like, where is my special road? It's like... <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um... I didn't expect random day in January. I mean, I knew it was coming, and I, I'm not surprised they wanted to get it out of the way before the actual mess, madness, whatever you want to call it, that's going to be this year's silly season. Like, I get getting it out of the way sooner. But, like, random day in January was not would not have been my pick, if that makes sense. It wasn't on your bingo card. It no. wasn't on my bingo card at all. Were we surprised that it was before science? Also, no. No. Not even remotely. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've got some thoughts there, Jesse. Would you like to elaborate? Look, there is a marked difference between the driving skill of Leclerc and Science, and I think everybody knows that. And I think when people try to claim otherwise, it's profoundly concerning. And there was an article that came out today about the driver market and singing the praises of Science about his consistency And this was where I kind of took a moment because I was saying how highly McLaren's former team principal rates him, who's the team principal at stake F1 Sauber should be something, but will be Audi in 2026 F1. Um, And then how Red Bull would want him back. And I was like, well, Audi's not until 2026. Red Bull had him in Toro Rosso and loaned him to Renault a direct competitor. If you're rating someone that highly, you don't send them to your competitor. Like you would, like they did with Max, hold on to them for dear life. So I was like, a a bit taken aback by that. And then 
I was thinking about the start of the 2022 season. You know, the car was more geared to Leclerc. It was an oversteer car, as his preference. Science very much prefers understeer. <clears throat> Cue Sarah having a heart attack in a fit. Um, <laughs> and they had to adapt the car to fit Science because Science wasn't able to adapt to it. Whereas this season, it was an understeer car designed for Science. Charles Leclerc adapted his driving style and outperformed his teammate, who the car is designed for. So I wasn't surprised that they announced Leclerc first. Um, I wasn't surprised that they got the negotiation with Leclerc done first. I think through and through, you've got a Ferrari driver with Leclerc, and I'm not necessarily convinced that's the same case with Carlos Sainz. I think Carlos loves Formula One and wants to be a Formula One driver and will drive wherever he can get a seat. Charles Leclerc is a Ferrari driver. For me. Not to beat a dead horse. And also not to get totally cancelled by science fans on F1 Twitter. It's not an insult to science what we're saying. We're not saying he doesn't right. deserve a seat. We're not saying he shouldn't be at Ferrari. We're just saying it wasn't a we're surprise. We're not saying like we hate him, we don't like no. him. It just wasn't yeah, a surprise exactly that Ferrari would prioritise or successfully negotiate the right. contract with Charles Leclerc yeah. first. Tensi Chessy is 100% right. Um, and they definitely do know a little bit about how mad I get about Carlos not performing better in a car that's designed for him. And granted, it's because it's an understeer car, and I could vent for actually hours about why an understeer car is never going to be as competitive, or like currently wouldn't be as competitive. And so him preferring that in general bugs me. But he should be performing better in a car that's made for you. Like, why make a car some for someone if they're not going to be able to get the absolute most out of it? That just seems like bad business. Um, yeah, the existence of that car just in general. Mortal enemy. Hate it. Um, but also, we do know that at least it's been claimed that he wants a two-year contract. Ferrari wants to give him a one-year contract. You know, there's back and forth. And regardless of whether that's true or not, it's at least hinting that the contract negotiations aren't going as smoothly as it was for Charles Leclerc, which means, of course, it's going to come later. Like, if there's more you have to go back and forth with, if you're not on the same idea and people don't like the same terms, it's going to take longer to negotiate. Like, that's just a, a given. And I think you're right. He's not as diehard Ferrari. Like, Ferrari is home for Charles Leclerc. I wouldn't say the same thing about Carlos or in the same way. It's not nest. It's not nearly as important, I would say, to Carlos and, like, throughout his whole life, as I would yeah. say. Was it they Leclerc. said born in Monaco, so raised in Maranello. So, I don't know. It just and again, no problem with that. There's no problem with not being a diehard Ferrari no. lover. That it's it's fine for Carlos if he's not that. It's fine if he would want to go somewhere else. That is no issue. But if when it comes to negotiating a contract, you know, disagreeing on terms, if someone's not as determined to get it locked in here and now, it's gonna take longer. That's like yeah. of of course Charles was gonna be first. Like of course. Do you want to talk about the uh, the elephant in the room though, that also is probably a bit annoying for negotiating contracts? There's an elephant in the room? Oh, that yes. elephant. That elephant in the room. That's more like a bull in a china shop than an <laughs> elephant in the room. Like, no, come on. Listen, yeah. at this point, for your sake, if you are in this position... Please, Carlos, get your family out of the internet, off of Twitter, off of whatever. It will be so much simpler for you. Less people will be getting mad at you because of your family. It'll be a little bit simpler for you if you just um, just get them to stop doing this. It probably isn't making things any easier for him, too, because if Dado over here is always whispering about Audi and all of that even in the back of your mind if you're the people in charge of negotiating the contract in the back of your head you're thinking does is he really staying long term does he really want to be here um if you're trying to make sure you have a team that works really well together and mom is always talking about 
or talking down about the other driver, or insinuating there's beef. It's not it's not making it the best workplace environment that it could be. The vibes aren't great with that. So I don't think it's it's helping things for Carlos. Yeah, I think when you have family members liking tweets that actively insult actively insult the other driver. And then you've got another family member who is going to media outlets and actively disparaging the team, criticizing the team, and talking about how your son wants to drive for Audi and that's his focus and that's his goal for the future. I think any bargaining chip you may have had, you have lost in that moment. Don't get me wrong. I understand that there is a bargaining chip in other teams wanting you. There isn't, you don't have that chip anymore when you have someone in your family saying, oh, definitely he wants to go to Audi. That's where he's going to go. That's our focus. That's our goal. You've lost your bargaining chip in that moment because it's not two teams competing for you. It's I'll stick with you for now because the other team's not available yet, but then I'm out of here. And I don't like, he needs to get his house in order and get his family to stop. But he also hasn't helped himself with comments either. Like disparaging the Tifosi is a bold choice. Like bold. the most dedicated fans in the sport. And you're going to comment that they should like you more because you got polled at Monza. It's not going to help your case. And also, it wasn't exactly as though when he was first asked about contract negotiations, he was saying, I'm so dedicated to Ferrari. This is where I want to be. This is my future. This is what I want. I know the contract will come. Um, we're on the same We're on the same page, like Charles Leclerc did. Instead, it was more about being annoyed that he didn't know where he was driving two years later. No mention for a good few months about being committed to Ferrari. That can't escape people's notice and it doesn't help in negotiating a contract. So, yeah, just it was a shame to see those things happening because it didn't help. I don't think it would have helped him. And I get where his family were coming from, but he's a big boy. He can fight his own battles. He does it on the track. He should be able to. Yeah, like he doesn't need mummy to defend him on Twitter. And she should take a leaf out of Nicole Piastri's book because that woman understands family involvement in Twitter. She should teach a masterclass. Our next little topic under Charles Leclerc still is that there seems to be commentary and like a running joke regarding his therapy bill. Yeah, anytime anything goes wrong for poor Leclerc, very quickly we see a a very common joke about someone needing to pay for therapy and he's played into it once with the pilgrimage one i believe which was well done 10 out of 10 i don't mind it here and there i don't i'm not saying i like it i'm saying i don't like here and there i don't mind it here and there i won't roll my eyes or like throw a hissy fit or something but um, by, like, the – I was going to say the third hour on Thursday, by, like, the third minute on Thursday, it was more than a bit stale or overdone. I'm ready to move on from it. I'm ready to find a new joke. Like, I'm, I'm, let's find a new meme. I don't think, at least currently, no, unless it really goes to shit, um, that he would leave Ferrari. And I don't blame him for that. I think it's no. beyond just trying to win a championship or have a couple strong races. It, Ferrari is his home. Being a Ferrari driver and winning a championship with Ferrari has been his lifelong dream that he has worked for from when he was three years old. And it was also the dream of his father and his godfather, Jules Bianchi. And I think those two people were so fundamentally important in his life. It's not just for him. He does it for them as well. And I get it. I I, I get the joke, right? I just don't find it funny. Yeah. The first time I heard it, it made me chuckle. The second time I heard it, a little less. The 777th time I heard it, I was really fucking done with it. Because it's just like, jobs don't always go perfectly, right? And 
in the world of sport even more so they don't athletes don't see setbacks and poor performances as oh my god i can't do this anymore this is terrible this is horrific this is right okay what can i improve what do i need to do differently how do we work as a team to make this better that is the mindset it's about development and growth and yeah it can be difficult when you fought your entire life for something and you have setbacks and you have seasons that just the car isn't working the strategy is crap like races where it everything is going wrong and shouldn't be but if you can't get past that you're not in the right sport like formula one is cutthroat there are 20 of them there are 20 drivers and that's it it's not that he needs therapy or that they have to pay for his therapy and no one was saying this about michael schumacher okay take it back to when schumacher went to ferrari they were god awful they were terrible. Their performance was abysmal. And I love Jean Alexis. <laughs> but their performance, that car was a hunk of shit. Like, he was, oh, God, Williams could have modeled their car on the Ferrari that Schumacher started driving, right? It was terrible. But no one was saying after the first, second, and third seasons, oh, he needs therapy. They should be paying for his therapy bill. This is fucking horrific. No, he's going to quit. He's going to leave. How can he handle it? His mental health is down the shit. No. Because they understood it takes a long time to build a team back up. It's not a one season to the next season process. It takes a long time. And it took years for Schumacher to do that in an era of constant testing the car all season long. They don't have that anymore. So it's going to take longer. And I think that Leclerc believes in Vassar's vision and <laughs> knows he knows Fred Vassar well. He knows the team, he has faith and trust in him, and I think people just need to stop making the joke because it's just fundamentally not funny. Yeah. But yeah, that's my rant over. Sorry. And there's some good good jokes. Yep. No, there are some good. great that's jokes, good. and there are so many good Jean yeah. Leclerc jokes. I, listen, I know the F1 community is creative. Yes. Like, come on, guys. Like, so I'm I now challenging the F1 community <laughs> to come up with a better joke about yeah. Jean Leclerc than. Yeah. Just or just actually just a new people. one, yeah. Just a new one. Yeah, just a new yeah. one. Like, can we put it to bed? I will admit, when I first saw like the meme about it, it was very funny. I thought it was very funny, and now it seems like it just keeps reoccurring, coming back. Like, yeah, the seven hundred seventy-seventh time you've seen it, it's like we're past that number. Put it in the bin. It's over. Don't need it anymore. Along with the SF twenty. Don't want it. Yep, chuck that in there too. And then Mercedes. And then we'll end. Several cars. It's a very full bin. So the next contract extension was Lando Norris, and they mentioned a multi-year contract once again, giving us a lovely number to work off of. Give us nothing, girl. Thank you. Concrete information. We love it. In a sport driven by data. And information. They provide shockingly little when it comes to the contracts. Give us nothing. Yeah. Give us nothing, girl. But I think everyone was Love happy it. to see him sign a new contract. Yes. And get everyone that extension. Was. Yeah. I was. And, and I found it out from the group chat. Much like, well, not exactly in the same way, but similar to Leclerc and Ferrari. Yeah, I think very Norse similar ways. And Leclerc, yeah. and they are. Yeah, like McLaren had faith Different, in him when he like, was a junior driver, so like it's yeah. very similar. Yeah, it's they took a chance on yeah. him as a rookie, yeah. which it's true. It, it is his home. Yeah. He's been there for ages, and he's building yeah. something, and we've seen that throughout yeah. this season. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. seen it like really throughout yes. the season. He, yeah. yeah, he's committed to McLaren. He's dedicated to the team, and he's the number one driver there. Like. No matter what they say about team orders, he is their number one driver, and I don't. I wasn't surprised that he got the negotiation, the extension. I wasn't surprised that he signed it. I think they would have been crazy not to extend it. And I think a lot of people saying he should go to other teams. I genuinely see that move as being a little bit crazy on his part. Like, why would you leave Definitely. to go be number two to Max at Red Bull, which is what you would be, hundred yeah. percent. When the announcement came out, what was it, two days ago? Or was mm-hmm. it yesterday? It, it was like yesterday. It was yesterday. He like had an interview and he literally said that McLaren is his home. They're his family. 
He's their number one driver, like Chessie mentioned. He's been there with them since day one, and he's, like, shown his progression throughout the years, and he's assisting them so much in the development of that car. Why, why would you leave? That sort of leads into the next little topic, why we think he would stick with McLaren. As mentioned earlier, he's exclaimed McLaren is his family. He wants to progress towards that world championship with McLaren through developing the car and honing his skills, so why leave? Yeah. I agree. He's building the team. He's got great relationships with everyone and he got a better chance of being the number one driver at McLaren than you do at any other team. So why leave? Yeah. Why leave someone that wants you as much as they do? I I really didn't think that he would leave. And I really don't think that he will unless it's like bad, bad, you know, like that's the only time I could see that he might jump ship and go somewhere else. And even then, I don't think I would just assume it right away. It would more like open up a possibility. Um, you're right. There were a lot of Red Bull rumors. And they, they get me going a bit whenever we hear rumors be like that for a driver like Lando. Because, A, we know how unreliable sources are about, like, seat changes. Um there's always a rumor or two floating around and B like, yeah, of course other teams want him. Of course other teams are going to be reaching out to try and get in there early, get their foot in the door and no driver or anyone in their right mind would shoot themselves in the foot by going, nah, fuck off, get out of here. I don't even want to hear it. I'm no, you're going to be polite. You're going to listen, maybe disinterested, and then you're going to decline. Um, or, oh, we'll let you know and you keep it on the back burner. It's a bargaining chip. It works well as a bargaining chip to maybe get you a couple better terms that you might want that maybe wouldn't be as easy to get otherwise. And you kind of want to have a good relationship or at least a civil relationship for the future if you do want to go somewhere else. You don't want to end up blacklisted by teams because you told them to fuck off. Multiple reasons to stick with McLaren. Whose contract ends at the end of 2024, and do we have any predictions? So our first one is about Albon, and there was rumors that he could possibly go to Ferrari. Your thoughts, Chensi? Okay, I'm going to be really upfront. I would love it. I think he would, him and Leclerc as teammates, it would be phenomenal to see. They would be battling it out on track. It would be brilliant. I think Fred Vasseur would have a really tough time in deciding who would be the number one driver. And I think it would very much have to come down to who's outperforming the other, which gives great racing. Okay. However, do I think it's likely right now? No. And it's similar to Lando and McLaren at Williams. Albon is building something. And even with a piece of shit car, he's getting performances and he is their number one driver. It's, He's the head of that team and he's helping another driver develop as well, which only improves his own skills. So yeah, it'd be great for him to be at Ferrari. I would love to see it, but I don't see him at this moment in time throwing away what he's building at Williams to go to Ferrari, not for 2025 anyway, but we'll see. I could be wrong. We'll do this in a year and be like, dude, you were so wrong. He sucked off Williams so fast. <laughs> It's like, peace out, bitches. <laughs> I'm getting over there like a Red Bull. Yes, exactly. I agree. I wouldn't mind it because that driver pairing would be like, just be killer. It would be so good. But very slim odds that that would happen the end of this year or even the end of next year. Could it happen in the future? Maybe. Would love to see it. But... When you're the number one driver at a place and you're performing well in a POS. No disrespect to the people that build that car, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no disrespect. Piece of shit. Was... No disrespect. It needed some work. <laughs> some. Yeah. I love this rumor. I love it. I don't care about it being realistic. I don't think about that. I love the idea. I am manifesting this idea. I'm so intrigued by it and I just want to watch it play out 
Like, I just want to watch it happen. It's so intriguing. I want to see how it would go about. I, I just, it's so interesting to me that I just need it. Granted, agree with what Chessie's saying about Williams. Agree all about it not being realistic to happen. Like Emily said, and I get that some drivers do. Some drivers prefer to develop a team in a car and some don't. And both are equally great. Um, and that's also fascinating to watch. So I don't necessarily want to see him leave Williams. Like I want to see him at stay at Williams, and I want to see him at Ferrari. And I need both of those things to be able to happen at the same time. And this is where you Just realize that Sarah ask. doesn't necessarily live in the same universe as the rest of us, or at least not all of the time. <laughs> Next topic. Sergio Perez, will he be re-signed or resigned? I I think the only way we see him being re-signed is if he puts in one hell of a performance this coming season, and I mean winning seven, eight, nine races and consistently getting into Q3. Otherwise, I don't see how they overlook everything that happened last season. Agree. 100%. He needs to show that he can consistently perform at the top tier right up there with Verstappen to maintain that seat. And then if he doesn't, there's the door. Bye, bitch. I think this will be the drama of the 2024 silly season. It was the drama of 2023 anyways, like the last like four months of it. So I think it's just going to continue. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. There's a part of me that's scared from prior when in 2022 they were considering what they wanted to do about the contract renewal and it wasn't looking so great for him. And then Monaco happened and they said, oh, for his confidence, let's 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 sign the sign the contract, get that ink, get that ink drying. I'm almost worried that they're going to do that again. Nah, you don't make that same mistake I'm twice. Hoping, yeah. I'm hoping hopefully not. That they don't. Yeah, but we there's signed a it. bit of me that's a little afraid. I don't think he'll leave the sport. I don't know where he'll go. Well, mm, I don't know. He You're trying I to figure out what seat he because would I don't go know. to. I'm I'm trying to figure out where he would go. Well, he goes to Haas. Would he do that or would he resign is like the question. I would, I would, I, my guess is he would go to Haas. Would Haas want him? Like he tanked a lot of cars. That's also my question. Yeah. It's a big question mark and I think I could sit here and try and, there's other drivers that I think I'm more confident that would go to different places than anything to do with Checo. Yeah. Checo. Yeah. A big question question mark. mark. Thank you. Yes. Next person, Fernando Alonso. Will he stay at Aston Martin? Any given contract year, you can't be sure what Alonso's going to do. Like, genuinely. Like... Wild card. Like, he is a wild card. Like, I genuinely... If this coming season the car is good and consistently improving and not doing the downward spiral of last season... I can very much see him wanting to stay. I would. I don't doubt Aston Martin. Aston Martin wanting to keep him because he outperformed his teammate, completely outperformed him. He's a solid driver. He works his ass off, and he's committed to winning. So, I, I would be surprised if they didn't want to resign him. I think it very much depends what he wants to do, and. Uh, who the fuck knows what Elplan will be this season? Elplan is a mystery. I believe he'll stay with Aston Martin, but he's wild card, as mentioned earlier. It's hard to predict where where Nando will want to go. But he performed very well in the car and constantly outperformed his teammate. So him not being assigned at Aston Martin would be kind of a shock, but. He could decide he wants to shake things up and move somewhere else. Retire, but I don't see that happening, so. He tried that once and he came back. Even if he does, yeah. yeah. 
He, he, he attempted, attempted it. <laughs> this is the really thing. No. If he doesn't, if for some reason, for, I think you're right. I think they would at least offer him a contract. Would Alonzo take that contract is always iffy. Unlike Checo being a question mark for not great reasons, Alonzo is just a question mark just for chaotic, neutral, good reasons. That's just Alonzo. Alonzo. And I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. It brings a certain something. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi to silly to the, season. To the, yes. Je ne sais yes. <laughs> like, exactly. none of us know what the fuck um, it brings to silly season. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he would leave Aston Martin, even if he would leave F1 entirely, I just don't trust that he wouldn't be back in 2025 anyways. Or 2026 2026. or something. Like, I just will never... No, I still would think he wouldn't get a contract for 2025 and would still show up one day and be driving. Like, I don't know. We would get Rookie of the Year for third time. Who knows? Maybe 2026 it will be that Sebastian Vettel and Fernando Alonso at Audi. Tell me you wouldn't enjoy that pairing. Prediction. Can we yeah. can we have drivers talking to each other over the radio oh, for that yes. team and that team only? Yes. yes. That would just be amazing. Yeah. So who knows our plan? That's the one I won't even try and predict. The others I could... I don't think Alonso even knows when he wakes up in the morning what decision he's no. about to make. Haas. Haas. Haas MoneyGram. Are they Money still MoneyGram? Yeah, they are. They haven't changed name? No. If they're not, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I can have The one, shock of the name change is, 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 triggered, is, a, is triggering, Jesse. <laughs> is Scuderia Ferrari still Scuderia Ferrari? Or have we gone with like Scuderia yes. Ferrari, Ray-Ban, Santander? Meta, whatever. Meta. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what Haas are going to do. Honestly, I, I've got absolutely yep. no idea. I don't know whether you bank on the drivers you've been working with who have been trying to develop the car. I don't know whether you clean house and try something new. I would say probably you would keep at least one and bring in maybe Ollie Behrman in 2025 and do like Alfa Romeo Sauber did with Charles Leclerc, like you bring him in for a year and then he goes to Ferrari. I think that would be sensible. Whether you keep Hulkenberg or Magnussen, no idea. No idea. I think it'll just come down to how the drivers perform this season. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I dare them to sign Ollie. I, I think that would be nice for 2025 to see some new new talent. Yeah. I, I do realize we just had two rookies in 2023. Yeah, but I think if all 2020... Yeah, I think if all 2020, the contracts for 2025 essentially would be, we're just reshuffling the current grid, no actual new drivers, 2025 would not be as exciting. Like, it, I, I would like to see some new blood, new rookies, so that we don't just keep getting older and older and older. Yeah. Not that that's like a bad thing, but. At some point, if we're not getting anyone in F2 into F1... There's a problem with the four. What are you doing? There's a problem. Something's gone wrong. So I dare them to do that. I think I would like I would like to see that. And I think Ollie is a very realistic driver to see move up to F1. And Haas is a very realistic team for that to happen, having both seats wide open and having him, you know, having tested. Yeah for them yeah done the or done the free practices with them all righty another thing that's been happening this january some some team name changes so what do we think of the new names chessie i'm so excited to share I've got a pet peeve, a bee in my bonnet, whatever you want to describe it as, about naming teams after sponsors, okay? Especially if the sponsor has nothing to do with cars. I had no issue with Alfa Romeo. They produce cars. Otherwise, just don't. What's wrong with Sauber? What's wrong with Toro Rosso? Seriously, please explain it to me. I don't get it. If your team isn't named... Sauber isn't a car thing, and Sauber is a person. I get that. Haas, Gene Haas, get that. Perfectly fine. Got no problem with the owner 
being the name of the team. I don't understand why a sponsor... No, <laughs> I do understand. I do understand that financially it's beneficial to the teams to do this. Yeah. I just hate it. Be in my bonnet, pet peeve, like a dog with a goddamn bone. Fucking hate it. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. And I don't Am like I any of them. <laughs> I... <laughs> I know that they have to have new sponsors <laughs> and sometimes they require that like attribution that which comes in the form of the name of the team but that's gone a little out of hand this season I think <laughs> I don't like them <laughs> that, that's just plain and simple I don't like them really you stick the, the name of the sponsor I'm lost on the words. side of the like big ass stickers yeah. on the side of the car with the name on it. Like you don't need to name the team after it as well. No, overkill, terrible. Mm. Don't like. I think I wouldn't hate the sponsor. I mean, I don't like the sponsor naming when again when again when the sponsors aren't related to either a car. Alfa Romeo was fine. Um... Something to do with the team, I didn't mind. Obviously, like Alpha Tauri is a part of the brand and company and corporation that has everything to do with Red Bull. I don't mind that. I don't think I would mind the sponsors as much if they weren't just shit names. Like, it, they sound bad. It sounds like we took five minutes and, like went on a name generator and just put utter crap in and took what the first thing that came out is. And honestly, I think that would have been better than one of them. But yeah, I I don't like them either. I really don't. At least, at least Sauber isn't that full one that initially came out. State kick F1 Sauber team, whatever it was. Like, at least it's just Steak F1 team. Yeah. But still my pet peeve. This is one that I don't necessarily hate just Steak, but I literally just think of a ribeye or T-bone steak with wheels, and that's what I will picture on the track. And I, I have a little piece of artwork. That is what I will be seeing here. Let it cook! A little steak. <laughs> yes, exactly. Brings a whole new meaning to that thing. <laughs> let it cook to medium rare thank you yes rare medium rare it's gonna be a burnt steak in Qatar do better yep it's just bad though I don't like it I think it's bad it feels like a joke yeah it feels like you ask someone to as like it it feels like you ask I'm not even gonna say a kid I think a kid would do better a kid would have yeah. something like creative and like powerful and strong and fast and this power is a ranger f1 um this is just poor it's just not good um yeah i just think it's bad um i was so excited for sauber f1 oh i'm gonna use my flashlight i was too i i genuinely thought we were gonna go back to that and they were like toying with it i cannot explain to you i stayed up for that it was Say, like oh, well yeah i was already awake was it 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. my time? It was 5. It no, was, was 10 a.m. Was, wasn't was, it 9? It was 4. Okay, it was 9 a.m. Yeah, 9 it was 9 a.m. your time. I stayed up till 4 a.m. It didn't load immediately, which pissed me off. But 4 a.m. to find out the name was Stake F1 Team and that in places where they can't gamble, it's Kick F1 Team. I stayed up for, and they had the audacity to do that. Kick that shitty name nah. to the curb. To the sausage curb where is it where it belongs. And give me a steak instead. Yes. <clears throat> yes. E -A -K. yes. Exactly. As Sarah has on her amazing merch that is in no way DIY'd. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, see look, it's uh, even the Visa the Cash App, whatever. Visa Cash App racing goals here so so you can really see yep quality merch quality as stitching quality as the name it is mine's better 
There is... Mine's better. There's just nothing good about it. Like, steak at least invokes thoughts about food. Yeah. These are cash app racing Red Bull Scuderia. We've got no fucking clue what to name our car, so here we go. Is a mouthful. It sounds awful. And when you shorten it to V carb or whatever the fuck they've decided to shorten it to, it either sounds like you're trying to peddle a new superfood that's actually going to kill me, or you're talking about someone's virginity. And I have an issue with that as well. (laughs) Like, neither way do I think solid racing. Really looking forward to hearing this name on track. No. So just. Just bring back Toro Rosso because it sounds like, yeah. Sounds like someone spent a bit too much on the catering budget and needed to get a bit of money. But yeah, unlike, Yuki like Sushi you said, does steak. Not cost you that much. No, no. Unlike, you're right, steak, which fills us with nice, pleasant thoughts unless it's way overcooked. Visa makes me think of the dread that I feel every time I open my bank account because that gives me so much anxiety. Or Cash App, the app that I think is worse than Venmo in the U.S. And I just would like to say, insert screenshot here, it made me delete Cash App because I think it, I, I, it, I hate it so much. And I, I don't use Cash App anyways, but now I don't want it on my phone. It's just agree with everything both y'all said just very weird name just don't plain don't like it i cannot picture a commentator who will be shouting visa cash app racing bulls they've not done it again (laughs) that should actually be the name visa cash app racing bulls they've not done it again I don't picture. I don't foresee that happening during a race. I hope it does once. So I and I will be howling with laughter when it does. But the name's shit. Just what if I, I scream out V carb or V card? I, I will be deceased from laughter on the floor because I will be laughing. It would be. It's the carbohydrates. They're coming around the bed. They're chasing the medium rest <laughs> the carbs are out of the stick. Why food? Yeah. I think Why? I eat dinner. <laughs> um, my thing too was that we weren't even sure if it was actually Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. It's Visa Cash App RB, and they have yeah. Racing Bulls and RB listed on the document. So no one actually knows if it is Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. Like I don't think we're actually sure on that yet. The jury's out. Call it basically. We're trying not to be, but we are really Red Bull. Brackets on a budget. Close brackets. Budget RB. Budget RB. Budget Red Bulls. bulls. Yeah. Just be honest. Anything. Anything. Anything would have been better. Anything. Scooteria anything would have been preferential. That was our thoughts on the team name changes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Another topic that, or situation that occurred was Gunther Steiner being fired from Haas. How do I say this in the most impartial diplomatic nicest? About goddamn fucking time. I don't know how you give someone a decade of not performing. Now, initially, the performances weren't horrific, but then it was a steady decline. And when someone is performing that badly, that consistently, I don't understand how they keep the job. I get people loved him from Drive to Survive because he's such a character. He's so entertaining. He swears. All they see is bad management. All they see is an HR person sitting there like, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. You do not treat your drivers and your subordinates this way. You do not treat them with so little disrespect as if they are shit you trod on. And that is how he treated them. He went to Gene Haas and said, I want to create an F1 team, invest, I can do it for this amount of money, and then didn't deliver. I don't know how Gene Haas didn't fire him before. That's as diplomatic as an impartial as I can do it. Also, 
you don't keep someone for a show. No. Like, yeah, it. if you love DTS, which perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with DTS. Let's first no. get that out there. There's well, nothing wrong with that. DTS is a great way to... There's nothing wrong with loving DTS. There, there's, there's Exactly. There's nothing wrong with loving DTS. There's nothing wrong with getting into the sport from DTS. No. There's nothing wrong with being disappointed that he won't be in that show anymore. But you don't keep someone for the purpose of a show. You don't keep a team principal because they're popular. Your team principal being popular isn't what matters. You want your drivers to be well-liked for sure you want your team to be well liked but if people only like your team for your team principal that doesn't really do anything for you and that's not a reason you keep them especially when they're not good at their job it's a maybe maybe a slight benefit if they are good at it but not when they're bad which to be clear he was not like everything was always his fault and no one else's and no one else's to blame no but stop somewhere yeah not surprised it was a, more of a matter of not if he was gonna get fired it's just kind of when yeah at least it, what year yeah yeah what year is it gonna happen so yep no surprise there he didn't take the teams to the levels that he probably promised he would so why keep him around he's not doing the only job he has to do if you don't do that you're getting canned that's what happened to him there's been a lot of comments online, though. And I understand that it's always tough when a team principal you like leaves. I do get that. I have had my, my fair share of heartbreak when a team principal has left. I just would implore people to look at it from another perspective. Like, I think the buck stops somewhere, and the team principal is where it stops when you have changed your drivers multiple times you've gotten rid of a driver and then bought the driver back. You've bought in another driver. You've changed the car. You've changed the people below you and you're still not performing. At some point you got to be saying, is the problem inside the house? Yes, it's the team principal. Is it me? Yeah, is it me? Am I the problem? Yes. The drama. Is it me? Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of what people have said online about Gene Haas should be putting more money into the team. I, I don't think anyone denies that that should be what's happening. I do see why he's not. And I do see why he's still in the sport despite not putting the money in. And I think they are two separate issues. Of course, money plays a huge factor. But Steiner said he could do the job on a certain amount of money and then he didn't. Yeah. And it's only so long that Drive to Survive can save you. Reach! Yeah, it's very much a business decision. You make it like a business. I know a lot of people were frustrated about when it happened and the holiday season and that never feels great believe me um i would never wish anyone to lose their job their career and their way of life over a holiday and january is a horrible time for downsizing and all of that but because of that i'm not surprised he had a contract was up it was early january you're having you know quarter one meetings you've been having meetings in quarter four you're trying to figure out what is going wrong how to fix that how to have a good quarters one through four in the future um you do what you can and if you you know at some point maybe you don't want them coming back after the winter break and that means at some point someone's going to get that call i would hope that that call wasn't made with joy in someone's heart because again i wouldn't want want that on anyone it sucks it makes total sense from a business point of view of you before the year ends or before you come back from whatever break or leave you were on for the holidays that you cut that it makes total sense and it makes total sense that at the beginning of the year you're looking very seriously at finances performance all of that and a contract is up you're not you're not gonna want to renegotiate no it may it makes logical sense even if it sucks for them as a person or it sucks and you don't like it because that was your team or your team principal. It makes logical sense and we can't ignore that. 
And better to have a private phone call than be fired in the middle of a hotel lobby. So at least he was given consideration that he did not grant to yeah. others. And very sorry it happened over the holiday. But again, that's it's not like that didn't happen to thousands of people in their everyday jobs this year anyways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's not like it's a unique circumstance. It sucks, but it's very common. And it's not like Stein is not going to bounce back and find something else. Let's be realistic. He's going to be just fine. He's in a better off place than a lot of people. <laughs> that like in like in tech fields that lost their jobs over exactly. like the holiday season in yeah. early January. Yeah. So yeah, I can't feel bad about it. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, if you treat people Anyways. that badly, I can't feel bad yeah. about it. Yeah, no, I no. I also agree with I agree. that. I do agree with that. I have issues with how he's treated um, people, especially Mick, especially Mick, any rookie. Yeah, especially. Yeah. On a positive note, on to the next chat. So. Their new team principal. What are, what are our thoughts? Are we excited? What are your thoughts, Emily? I know. As I was saying that, I was like, I had, to, I had. To. I love that they hired someone from within Haas, like promoted from within. I think that's amazing, and the fact that he does have an engineering background will be a huge plus. And I honestly can't wait to see what he brings to, to Haas yeah. and just kind of the sport in general. What he does. I agree. I think anytime you promote from within, it's great. And again, anyone with an engineering background, I look forward to seeing what he's going to do. We wish you luck, sir. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited. He's He's been with Haas for a very long time. He yeah. is yeah. equally as much like Haas is him. He's been there. I know he has great relationships with every driver he's worked with in the past. Yep. Um, I think he's really going to exceed from, you know, excel in this role. I think he's going to exceed expectations because they're some people are not starting very high. Um, but I think he'll bring a unique perspective. And I think that's really beneficial. And I think that could actually be a huge bonus for Haas. And so I would, I, I think actually more decisions should be made like this. And as an engineer, it just makes me so happy to see an engineer in that role. Because it lets me dream a little bigger. And I just want it to work out so well for him. On to sprint race topic. So, do we love it or do we hate it? We have some differing opinions here, actually. I think it's the first time ever. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're absolutely going to disagree with me. Yeah. Okay. I will say I don't like, I'm not a love it category. I don't mind it. I enjoy it. I enjoy extra racing time. To be fair, I just like watching the cars on the track, so I get very excited for, like, free practice two, free practice three, if you want. Like, I'm excited about those. I love watching more racing. I enjoy it. The only time I don't enjoy it is when it's really, really bland, and in that case, it's no different than watching a free, extended free practice, and maybe that would have been more exciting. Like, that's when I don't like it, is when it's really bland nothing happens and then the race is exactly the same but at the same time i'm never mad about watching more racing i, I don't think it's well the, the format and the way it's done is well done but i don't mind it i like it i don't i don't dislike that it's here i do enjoy some of the sprints jesse <laughs> i hate it just to the surprise of absolutely no one watching this i hate it because that seems to be the theme um, me just hating things today. <laughs> uh, it, I, I'm 100% with Max Verstappen. It's a 19 lap preview of Sunday. It dilutes the excitement of, of the race. It dilutes the excitement of F1. When you like you check you, you tune in on sun, Saturday and oh, this what's going to happen tomorrow? Like, I don't like the format. I don't like how it's done. I don't like the fact that it has nothing to do with sport and everything to do with ad money. And I disagree any time that is the decision that's being made and that's the deciding factor. I get it's a business and a sport. But when it comes to the integrity of the sport and the racing, you should be making it based on what's best for the sport. And I don't believe that a sprint race is. I get that they're in the feeder formulas, but this isn't the feeder formula. This is the pinnacle. This is the final bit. This is what they work their lives to get to. Feature race is what you need. And also, free practice is good for the engineers to get the data they need. So, 
I don't agree with taking those away, sure. but that's just me. Emily? I kind of fall between both of you guys because I agree with Sarah and like I like having that extra race to just watch the cars on the track because I could literally just have that on 24-7 and I wouldn't get bored of it. But I cannot help but agree with Verstappen in saying it's literally just foreshadowing what's going to happen on the race on Sunday. So then it kind of just takes away that excitement from the feature race that is going to happen. Like there can be interesting stuff that still happens, but it's just kind of like, oh, this is just yeah. just a, a mini version. Week to week, it can either be a nice addition or it can be really bad. Yes. And you never know what you're going to get. Literally just flip of a coin what's going to happen. And I love cars on track. I will. Ch- I tune in for every free practice. I tune in for Formula 3, Formula 4, Formula 2, F1 Academy. If it's car racing on a track, I'm watching it. Okay? I love cars on track. Don't love the sprint. What were your guys' thoughts on last season's format? It could be... It's not... We're not at the right format yet. Whatever... They, they make improvements every year. I think this year was an improvement having the sprint. I I think having the separate qualifying for it or a different way that it's not the exact same grid at least is an improvement. We're we're moving. There's there's progress. It's not the right format, whatever that's supposed to look like. Chessie, what are your thoughts? (laughs) <laughs> she sounds scared. Like if the sprint is necessary, and that is a whopping great big if for me. I think the format is wrong. I think you either have a spray sprint race every week or you don't have them at all. I don't understand only having a certain number of them. I think that the qualifying for the sprint certainly made it more interesting, I'll grant that. Because it wasn't just oh, it's exactly the same as but uh, yeah, they're not there yet with the format. They need it. They've got a lot of work to do. I agree. Don't I don't mind the format now, but I would I wouldn't agree having a r- sprint race every week. I'd rather just not have it if they were gonna. Yeah. Me too. Upgrade the format a little bit, but. <laughs> My anxiety couldn't take two qualifyings every single week, especially with the number of races. No, wrong. I don't think you need two it's, qualifying. Uh, like, I don't think you need two qualifying no, sessions. I don't. I, and that's where I think we're not quite on. I think it's good to not have it be the exact same grid. And so I think the se- idea of a separate qualifying was an improvement from prior. I also think that's where you're right. We're not at the right one yet. And that is part of the reason. And there's some logistical issues with like Parc Ferme and missing some of those free practices and that being really detrimental when you're trying to bring upgrades that I think show that we're not at the right format. They may have taken a step closer, but they're still 50 steps off of where they should be. So what would your future format wishes be for this? Get rid of the qualifying and fully reverse the grid. What you get from the actual qualifying for the feature race all 20 cars reversed. Go the full the mile. If it's, like a, if it's about racing, if it's about leveling the playing field, level it. I want to see that. I think it would be interesting. Just g- give me one race at least. Please. Just want to see it. You get a feature race that's more and more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I want to see Max Verstappen go from 20 to... Probably one, honestly. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's going to go from P20 to P1. At least that's 19 laps of like, whoa, who's he overtaken now? Yeah. 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 Like, it would be interesting. It would be interesting to watch. Yeah. And yeah. then the race doesn't feel stale. And you get to watch some really interesting overtaking. Exactly. And who would complain about that? What about you, Emily? What's your format mm-hmm. wish? This is a very tall wish, but I feel like it would provide great entertainment for the race. Would be every driver has to... <laughs> so every driver would have to be fully geared up, helmet everything, have to sprint a lap around the track to get to their car, and then whoever gets to their car first gets P1, P2, etc., etc. I like that. 100%. I'm in. To be fair, running to your car to start something is the traditional is way of not... starting racing. Yeah. yeah. So she's not actually that off. 
taking it back. You're going historic. <laughs> I mean, the doing a full lap of the track, <laughs> not really. But let's say at least a hundred. No, at the very least, the stuff. Like, a third of the track. Yards, yes. the, a third the, of the track. Yeah, yeah. the final Sector straight. One. They have to. Yeah, no, sector one. Yeah. Sector, sector one. one. Because can I just say, or second, Rouge. Yeah. sector one. <laughs> oh come on! Like you would not find that entertaining. <laughs> them all running up the hill. Like, yeah, just like it would be funny. Yeah, it would be good. It'll be funny until like you that. hear and Max Verstappen's on pole because he's of somehow the he best at that. That. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think let's go with that. Actually, no yep. notes. Emily is in charge now. I'm. Yep. And that's that. We don't know what the format will be this year. They're, they've mentioned it will be different. Um, we don't know. Who knows? I think Emily's. That's what I'm going with. And that I'm, I'm yep. manifesting that and throw it on the mood board. Yep. That's, yep. Well, that's, there we go. Well, let's close this baby out. So thank you guys for listening to this amazingly kind of chaotic episode of the Grumpy Girls podcast. If you watched or listen, just listened to us, please like and subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Yeah. Stay tuned time. later for more episodes. Yeah. And uh, Formula One's almost back. Yay! Woo!